Merry Christmas. So we have here this story that's about joy. It's about the unexpected birth of a child. And then, in order that we may understand who Jesus is and where Jesus is, Jesus is brought into the temple to be who he is. You know, child in the kingdom of David, a child of Israel, a Jew among the Jews. And we see in this book, in this story, the testimony. This is who Jesus is. This is not some foreigner. This is not some interloper. This is someone who comes to do what it is that our people do. So that is how we come to have Jesus in the temple on this day. The joyous birth and celebrations of birth in the temple. But this story is complicated because we also have the testimony of this guy, Simeon. Right? Simeon, who it has been prophesied, will see the Christ, the anointed one, the blessed of the Lord, before he dies. And so here is Simeon, who has been living in anticipation, knowing that he is going to see something. And so here it is on this morning, not anyone who is expected, but once again, the unexpected beauty of the temple, of this child, that Simeon sees and recognizes and then tells everyone else in the way that we celebrate how do we celebrate joy especially all of us midwesterners congregationalists and german evangelical reform folks not quite lutherans who are totally unable to celebrate and feel joy <laughs> but almost sometimes we usually celebrate by smiling a little bit to ourselves and perhaps chuckling in the pews which is why Simeon's example is so important for us and why you find yourself here singing lots of songs. When is it we sing the most songs in this church? Christmas. Why? Because that is when we can let go. That is when we can feel joy. When we are singing, we rise up our voices. We lift up our voices. We feel the emotions and the presence of God in that time and in that place. We set about a ritual and say, this is how we celebrate. Because so often in our lives, we feel bad when we are celebrating. So often we say, but there are other people, but it would not do to be seen to celebrating. And it is good to think of other people, but it is good too to feel joy. It is good to be able to connect on that extra level and say, it is okay to be happy. If you have a day in which you are going to wear red sequin suspenders, this is the day. This was a Secret Santa gift. When I got this guy a Secret Santa, do you know what he had? The nicest $30 bottle of port in all of New York City. I get sequin suspenders. He knows me well. Because this is what we do. This is how we celebrate joy. You know, there are a lot of churches uh, out there, not in our tradition particularly, although there are some, who sing the entire service, who sing it all, and they do it because they have these simple songs that are almost like chants that you can just sing over and over and over again and open your body up to feel what it is going to feel. Whether it will be sorrow on this day or joy on this day, you lift up your voice and when you are singing, it's almost like you're using someone else's words, so it's okay. It's okay to feel that joy, to feel that sorrow. It's okay to cry a little bit. It's okay to laugh a little bit because that's what music does for us. And that's why it's so important that in these times when we are joyful, 
and the times when we are sad that we have the outlet of music to celebrate with. You know, there's a church in Massachusetts that plays music all throughout the prayers. Right? They have a song that's going throughout the prayers and people lift things up and the entire congregation sings a response and it goes back down again to create space for someone else to lift up a prayer because in that moment with that music going with if there's percussion or a bass line or drum or whatever else you sometimes feel moved in a way that you don't when I call out to everyone say hey does anyone have a prayer request and you look around and you look around and say well I don't want to break up the silence. I've got a place to go. shouldn't make a long service. But sometimes the music lets us break through and say, you know what, I do have a thing that is weighing on my heart, and I need to let it out. Which is why we see here in this song, Simeon, when finally the moment he's been waiting for, which one presumes is a moment both of joy and of sorrow, right? Because... Anyone read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books? There's a character there who like, knows he's not going to die because he encounters a time traveler at one point who says, you know, I met you at Stavromula Beta. And so uh, the protagonist in this book says, well, I know I'll never die until I've been to Stavromula Beta. And so he goes on and is fine, is fine, is fine. Says, no, I know I will survive the situation. I know that nothing bad will happen to me because I've never been to Stavromula Beta. And then he goes to Stavromula Beta and realizes uh, that his time may be up. And Simeon is the same way. He knows he will see the blessed of God before he dies. He knows that his life will not be over until this happens. And so now he has the great joy of seeing the anointed one of God but also knowing that his time is likely up, which is why we sing, now let your servant go in peace. And so with both the joy of seeing the anointed one and also one imagines some amount of knowledge that his time is near the end, he responds with song. The same way that Mary responded with song when the angel came to her and said, you are to bear a child. So on this Sunday, we're going to keep on singing. We're going to sing some more. We've got another hymn. We've got more song of Simeon to sing. We're going to continue on with more carols next week. But remember that. Whenever you feel like you cannot express something, when words are inadequate, turn to song. For all of us have those songs we heard, whether it was at a funeral or a wedding or the first time we met someone that triggers the emotional response in us that attunes us to the words and presence of God in our lives. So now, now we sing. Amen.